Hey friends, welcome to the Life with Chris and Tatum podcast, where each week we'll talk about practical and relevant topics to help you live a life of freedom and purpose. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, please visit lifefellowship.tv. And now let's tune in with Chris and Tatum. Everybody, today on the podcast, we're going to be addressing the nine blind spots of failure. And Tatum, are you excited to address this we topic? Are, I'm excited. Like, like there's a lot of failure that you and I have both had in our lives, and I think that we've got a lot of great content. We do. We've learned a lot. We failed a lot, <laughs> and we're here to tell you about it. Yeah, and I think, you know, uh, today, if you are encouraged by this podcast, do me a favor and rate us, give us a high review, even better yet, uh, share this out on social media. And uh, if you don't have a church home, wherever you're listening to this. We want to invite you. Yeah, why don't you come and be a part of Life Fellowship online? You can watch our services. I'm really looking forward to um, this Sunday. It's going to be an amazing Sunday. And if you live around the DFW area, you can come here Come check us out. Yeah. I'd love to meet you. Come hang out with us. We have services on Saturday night, for those of you that don't know, which are amazing. I love the idea of coming to service on a Saturday night and then having your whole Sunday like a Sabbath. Yep. If I wasn't in ministry, I would pick that. But I'm here all of the services, so you come and I'll be here. Well, I am I love the church so much, I would come Saturday and then all the services on oh, Sunday. <laughs> that is why we're going to talk about failure, because okay. that's not true. <laughs> Hey, um, we're, we're talking about the blind spots of failure. So this is really an important topic here because everybody fails. And all of us have blind spots. But if you don't know what your blind spots are, you're going to continually fail again and again and again and never learn, learn from it. You know, uh, blind spots actually come in our lives when we don't know about ourselves. And sometimes the blind spots, it may apply to your strengths, but more oftentimes... People fail to see their weaknesses. Yeah. And that's when a lot of problems and yeah. troubles start. Or we happening. just don't like to admit them, right? I think that is why it's called a blind spot. Maybe yeah. you know you're not good in a certain area and it's just hard to say that's really a problem because it's about me and not necessarily. Listen, if you don't know else. that you have a blind spot, that's a problem because then you can never fix it. So then you are prone to continually uh, re- in this never-ending cycle yeah. and loop of repeating those A reoccurring problem problems. year after year. So I want to share with you, uh, and really we are, uh, these top nine reasons why, why people fail. Mm-hmm. And if you can learn from these blind spots, man, you're going to you're going to thrive. You're going to go to another level. So I'm going to challenge you, please be open-minded. And I want to ask you, as you're listening to this, to try to see yourself and your shortcomings in some of these different areas. Yeah. Because if there are reoccurring areas of failure in your life and you don't take a a moment to stop and realize it, they're going to, again, reoccur. reoccur. Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, what was that guy's name? Yours, uh, I remember this story, uh, this in Greek mythology, it was a guy named Achilles. And so like he had no weak spots and you know, like he could... He, I feel like that's a tendon. No, that's where he got shot. He got shot in the tendon oh, okay. and that, that like, took him out. I, I think so he like, like told everybody, I've got no weak, weak <laughs> spots. And the reality is, is that he was not indestructible except for that tiny little spot there 
on his heel. I did not know that story. And that or, one yeah. little area, that flaw, is what led to his destruction. Hmm. And that's how flaws work. So a lot of times, so let me just encourage you, don't minimize the amount of damage that can happen in your life from an area of weakness. So learn from it because you can't grow yourself until you know, know yourself. yourself. Okay? So here's the first one, and that is poor people skills. What do you think about that one, hon? People skills are so important. And I'm not sure specifically if you're going with like being socially awkward or just not knowing how to treat and love and honor people. But um, yeah, this is a, it can be a huge obstacle. It's a, it's a poor understanding of how people think of how they of how they operate. In fact, a while back the Wall Street Journal printed an article on the reasons why executives in the business world fail. And the top at the top of the list was a person's inability to effectively relate with others. Yeah. So here's the question that I have for you. How are you when it comes to working with people? How how genuine and authentic are you with people or do you continually just put up a front? And these are blind spots. These are things that we need to actually think about. Do, do, you, do you listen to other people carefully, or are you the one that is doing most of the talking? Are you asking me personally? Because I just want to stop right here for a second. <laughs> I mean, I feel like personally, you know, as, as we're a great good leader, listeners. as a great mm-hmm. leader, it's important to walk through the crowd so, uh, slowly. That's right. That's exactly where I was going with that. I, like, we, we have to value people. I remember, uh, I feel like the older that I get, the less that I am, um, uh, the, the more that I dislike small talk. This is true about you. I've heard you say this, of course. In fact. I know, but yeah. Almost just, everybody's studies show. Yeah. Nobody likes small talk. How's the weather? What do you think about the Cowboys? Just get right to it. What do you want to know? Yeah. You just know. like get to the meat of a conversation. And I think it's really more about also getting straight to people's heart. Whether you're thinking about the workplace where you're thinking like getting to know your neighbors or somebody that you love and already have a relationship with, people want to know um, the small talk feels like you don't care, in my opinion. Just get straight to what is meaningful for them. How are you listening and paying paying attention to maybe cues that they're giving you or direct things that they're saying, but we want to dismiss them by not having deep conversations, um, and that's poor people skills. Yeah. Some of the things that I know that people enjoy, they like, um, is using, uh, is you using their name. Yeah, that's true. You know, Isn't everyone's it, favorite word yeah, in, the, in their that. language is their own name. Statistically, people want to hear their own name. Mm-hmm. So help me, Jesus, get better at remembering names. That's, you know, one of the tricks that I try true. to do is I try to repeat that person's name repeatedly in that conversation. Yeah. So I might say, oh, hi, Tatum, and I'm so glad to meet you. Tatum, it, you know, how long have you been, you know, in your industry or what have you? Yeah. Well, Tatum, it's, That's really a good nice, tip. it's really nice. Say it again, yeah. So listen, if you haven't learned how to get along with people, you'll always be fighting a battle to succeed. In fact, it's it's this principle that we call who luck. Because you're not just lucky, it's who you know that makes you lucky. Mm-hmm. You got to have the right people. And I think that this is a uh, an area that we can all 
continually grow in mm-hmm. and excel in mm-hmm. because we all have been around people that they just, they don't know how to read a room. Yeah. That's a great point. They don't know how to actually assess what's going on in that other person because everybody is fighting a battle that you know nothing of. Mm-hmm. And if you only knew you would treat mm-hmm. that other person so much kinder. Can I just throw a little tip in here yeah. that I just heard? Actually, Chris and I spent some time with your family in the last couple of weeks, something that your sister actually told me she's doing. And I think for those of you listening that are raising um, young kids and still have children in your home, so um, your sister was telling me that she's teaching the older kids to read the room. And she literally says that to them. They're like eight and nine years old, actually 10 and eight. But she's teaching them an awareness to pay attention to the room. So she said... If the baby is crying at my feet and I'm scrubbing the dishes and I have dinner in the oven and something on the skillet and they walk in demanding my attention, she asks them, hey, stop and read the room. I love that because I think we can, we can as adults who have good people skills or who are attempting to grow and to continue learning and teach that to our children from a young age is you can start learning to pay attention to those around you. Read the room. This isn't the time for you to ask me to help with your homework or to do whatever like read the room. I thought that was a cool tip. Great people skills. And I yeah. think it all revolves around, yeah, reading the room, caring about others. Yes. I've talked to great CEOs in our church and they always talk about, hey, you know, one of the first questions I ask my my direct reports, uh, my employees, those that maybe, maybe they're talking with some client or whatever is, hey, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like really genuinely care. Yep. Like I'm not just asking it because... I'm supposed to ask it so that I endear you, you, you to me. But like, I genuinely care. How do you have people skills? Mm-hmm. That put other people and their- First. Yeah, put That's Christ-like. First. Yeah. You know, how, do, how do we add value to other people? You know, and, and I think that this is a skill that too many people, we, I'll say it like this. In a high-tech culture today, we mm-hmm. have lost the art of- Actually, being authentic and real. Everyone's a hero behind and a keyboard. Slowing down, right? Like slowing down. I love a couple of the questions that I'm just looking at here. You uh, made notes about that say um, we can all ask this of, uh, of ourselves. Do you expect everyone else to conform to your wishes? Are we expecting everyone else to conform to my schedule or to my agenda? Or are we looking for ways to actually meet people on their terms? That shows that we actually care for people and that we have great people skills when we're not demanding that people conform to what we want, to our schedule, to my term, because it's not just about me. We live a life that selflessly serves and loves others. And I think when we aren't demanding of us being the center and the priority, um, you endear people's hearts towards you and ultimately towards the Lord. You know, President Theodore Roosevelt, he said this, the most important single ingredient in the formula of success is knowing how to get along with people. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've, I've made the statement that it, rarely uh, do you make a difference when you make a point. Ooh, that's good. I'll say it again. Rarely do you make a difference when you try to make a point. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we're always arguing to win our side yeah. and we disenfranchise yeah. all kinds of people. Do you want to win or be the one? Do you want to say it again? Hold on, wait. I'm going to get it right. <laughs> I, t- I say this be... one in in marriage pre- <laughs> in marriage on, counseling. I was going to try okay, to okay. get it right. Do, Do you want? You're going to make me mess it up. <laughs> you, you say it, huh? You say it. Do you... 
Would you? <laughs> we didn't write this one down. Oh y'all. Lord, I have it in my mind. It's just. Do you? Would you rather w- win <laughs> or be the one or be or be the one or be one? Oh, and would you rather be one or the one that won? That's how you say yeah. it, y'all. Would we you were rather? Would you rather be one or the one that won? And and if you're the one that won, you both lost. That is what I was trying to say. Great job, honey. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> that one hey, was for free, y'all. People like to do business with people that they like. People like to be friends with people that they like. People, uh, they like to go do things. They like to build relationships. Uh, marriages thrive when you are creating an environment that people like to be around you. Yes. What are you doing? You have good people skills. You know, I think a great great thing is walk into the office tomorrow with a whole box of Krispy Kreme donuts and mm-hmm. say, what's up, everybody? It's all for you. These are my people skills, Krispy Kreme. No, it's true. It makes a difference. When you think of others, care for others, and, and when you it. don't, maybe that's the reason why you're, why you're having so much failure right now. It's amazing to me that there are people that are in their 40s, their 50s, their 60s that have still never learned the art of how to connect with other people. You have to value others. I'll say it like this. You cannot make the other person feel important if secretly in your mind you think that they're invaluable. Yeah. It's very true. It so I do that out. when I write yeah, emails, when out. I write texts, yeah. when I talk to somebody. I think about the fact that this person is my favorite person in the world. Like I'll, I'll uh, in your mindset, you can think through. Imagine this was my very them. best friend, and how would I communicate to them? Even mm-hmm. if you're just getting to know one another, because it comes through in your tone, in your text, in your email, uh, in your wording. You feel that they're friendly and that you're genuine and that you care versus that per our conversation. Yeah, a very business like like not relational tone of email. So how authentic are it. you when it when it comes with uh, dealing with other people, interacting with them? And We're I trying think to keep it real again, here. Everywhere we go, we have to work at modeling this attitude that Christ had because he he made everybody feel valuable, important. Seen, he ministered to their heard, needs. Yeah. He did. He did it. Okay. Here's the second thing, and that would be a negative attitude. So this is a blind spot that so many people have. Uh, I, I came across this uh, story. Uh, I used to tell this years ago in uh, student ministry. I thought I, th- I think this is funny. An organization in Montana offered a bounty of five thousand dollars for every wolf captured alive. Two hunters named Sam and Jed decided to head for the hills to make some money capturing wolves. Day and night, they scoured the mountains and the forests, searching for their valuable prey. Exhausted, after three days of hunting, without any success, they both fell asleep. Well, during the night, Sam suddenly awoke, and he found that he and Jed were surrounded by a pack of 50 wolves <laughs> with flaming red eyes and you know bared teeth, snarling at the two hunters. They, all these wolves were preparing to pounce. So Sam nudged Jed and said, hey, hey Jed, wake up. <laughs> We're going to be rich. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he had a good attitude. I think that's funny. I don't care what you say. That's funny, right? Listen, your attitude will determine your altitude in life. Woo, that'll preach. Yes. We all know and can think of right now, like if you say the word negative attitude, there's probably a person's face that comes to your mind. And in the same way, when you say 
positive attitude, there are people who come to my mind. And uh, without it, without any doubt, all of us prefer to be around those who are who are encouraging, who see the glass half full and not half empty. And like this hunter who's like, we're going to be rich instead of like, holy cow, we might die. I mean, no, he saw it. <laughs> he saw it in a positive light. I love what... Hey, negative things attract negative things. Positive things yeah. att- attract positive things. Yeah. And many Christians, many, many people, they never... Um, they never grow in this area. It's a blind spot. They yeah. don't even realize how negative that they yeah. are, and it's repelling people away from mm-hmm. them. And we got to have a Christ-like attitude. What does it say in Philippians? Philippians 2.5 says, your attitude should be the same as Christ Jesus. Wow. And that's a high standard for sure. But I think that's who he, call, he calls us to be, you know, Christ-like and like him. We can't do it without his help, without the Holy Spirit empowering us because uh, we're all, you know, we're all weak at times. We all miss it and uh, say something that we shouldn't or have a bad attitude when we have so much to be grateful for. But just coming back to remembering, no, we are called um, to have the same attitude as Christ. And yeah. it, in so many ways, it's cho- it's a, it comes down to a choice, a hard choice, but we can decide. But people don't like to hear that your attitude is your choice. Yeah, it's a responsibility. You do have a we have to take and to own it and to choose. There are people enduring suffering that we cannot imagine right now. And I've seen, and you've seen many of them, Chris, you've looked at their, in their eyes, in the face of people who are persecuted brutally, who are literally uh, living from one meal barely to the next, who have nothing of material value here on the earth and the joy that they exude, the attitude with a smile on their face, how they worship in such suffering. How can we say uh, that we can't do it as well here with the blessings and the gift um, that we've been given just to call ourselves uh a citizen of the United States and to have the freedom to come and worship without uh, facing those same persecutions to have, there's a million uh, benefits and blessings that I could just name out. But the fact that we can clothe our children, uh, put a roof over our heads, get in a vehicle. We can read, we have have a computer, we have air conditioning. Yes. I talked about it a couple of weeks ago when I was dealing with the topic of complaining. Mm-hmm. And I was talking about sociologists have discovered that the more blessed people are, the, the more likely uh, that they are to complain, to have yeah. a negative, critical attitude. It's so And that sad. they would argue that we are in the most blessed time in our nation's history, and we are also then in the most negative, critical yeah. Everyone's um, a complaining victim. time. Everyone's a victim. And we're supposed to have the same attitude as Christ. And so when you have, so think about Jesus. Did he um, repel people or attract people to him? Exactly. He attracted them. And so let, let me just give you three attitudes that are going to hinder your growth. Okay. So here's the first one. And this, this could be a blind spot for some of you. And that's an unforgiving attitude. So this is an attitude that says, I refuse to forgive people who have offended me. Mm-hmm. And if that's you, I think you, we, we all would need a, a checkup from the neck up. <laughs> How about this one? Number two, a complaining attitude. So this is an attitude that complains about everything. You know, the, the coffee's too cold. The, they didn't put enough sugar in it. The, you know, the traffic is, 
is is horrendous. My goodness, why didn't they didn't email me quick enough in time? There's we could put yeah. a thousand things in there. All the first world problems that we're all guilty of, right? But I think today's just about us recognizing it so we can change it. Yeah. So here's the third thing, and that's a disrespectful attitude. And that is an attitude which refuses to respect people that are in authority, people that, you know. Parents. parents. Uh, I, I think that we, we need to live in such a way that we show respect to, um, I, I might not agree with the political figure, yeah. but I'm yeah. going to respect them. Yes. Because it says that all authority has been given by God mm-hmm. and they've been put there. So I'm going to respect them. I'm not going to, I might not agree with their policies. Yeah. Um, I'm going I'm to respect my coworkers. Uh, if you go into a, a, a some some building, whatever, and there's a janitor there, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to treat them with respect, with The with same. Honor. Yeah. The same respect. Yeah. Those are huge. I'm so glad we're talking about them today because I feel like they hit they hit all of us, right? Like at some point, either in our life, I feel like for me, at, at some point, I've I've encountered myself being in all of these throughout different phases of my life. And if we're not careful, I think our hearts can quickly get back there again, but they're definitely relatable. Yeah. Again, I would come back and say that your poor people skills are creating blind spots in your mm-hmm. life. And so really think about how you interact with people, how you value mm-hmm. people, how you care and serve for mm-hmm. others. Uh, the second area, obviously, again, is a negative attitude. And yeah. choices lead, feelings follow. Yeah. You can make a choice to have a great attitude. Yeah. And you can do that today. You know, today doesn't need to be a day where you just mope around, whine, and complain. It can be a day that you can you rise just above. within your heart. Yeah, I'm going to do the opposite of I'm going to forgive. You're... I'm not going to yeah. complain. I'm not going to disrespect others. Here's the third one, and that's this, a bad fit. So... This is a blind spot that um, really revolves around the case of your mismatched abilities. Okay, so you're in the wrong place on the bus. Yeah, I was just going to say that phrase. Man, we think a lot alike. So this, are you, um, specifically, I think this, in my mind, applies towards people in a working role, or maybe even those of you who are attending college and you're in a lane that you thought, man, this is where I see myself, but you... The more you get to know it, the more familiar you are with what you would actually be doing, you think, that's not right. I need to change that. I don't think that there can be anything more frustrating in life than being stuck in a place, um, in a profession, or an organization, or uh, a place in life that doesn't suit you. It doesn't fit you. So you're doing the same thing every Mm -hmm. day. It's mundane. You hate it. That can be a cause for some of the failure that's happening. It's it's, it's just like, a bad fit. It's not that something necessarily is wrong with the job or that task. It's it just, just not fit you. You. Yeah. It's like it's like wearing uh, shoes that are two sizes too large or two sizes too small. It's not that there's anything wrong with the shoes. It's just that your fit your shoe your foot <laughs> doesn't fit in that shoe. Don't wink at me now. <laughs> You know, that's the thing that I love about Tatum. <laughs> Stop. And that is that when we go to the store, <laughs> the department stores, we are always able to find some shoes on sale for Tatum. You know why, everybody? On sale? Why? Yeah. They're always discounted because Y'all. it's the size that no other lady can wear. Y'all. <laughs> it's size number 10. I have big feet <laughs> and we're not lying. So hey. you've put on some shoes that have been way too small. And how's that feel? Listen. When I got pregnant with our son, no, with Blakely, my feet grew. 
<laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> that if uh, those of you ladies who are listening, will you comment and let everyone in the world know that this happens to some of us? None of my shoes fit after her. My feet grew. It's all her fault. I could no longer wear a nine or even a nine and a half. And okay, here we so are. Coming back to something. It was a bad fit. <laughs> None of them worked. <laughs> so uh, let me let me just say it like this. Let me try to um maybe, land the plane, honey. Yeah, maybe maybe you're a salesperson stuck in an accountant's job and you're like, this is just not fitting me. Maybe um maybe you're working in corporate America and you actually need to be home helping raise your kids. Um, maybe you are an engineer and you should be in, uh, should be pastoring the church. Maybe you're an entrepreneur, but yet you're working for an organization whose progress and idea of progress is moving way too slowly. Listen, evaluate yourself and your situation. If there's a poor fit, think about making a change. Yes. Just like I had to buy new shoes. Yeah. Some, some of you may need a Make a change. Make a change. You have to. Yep. Here's the th- here's the uh, here's the next one, and it's a lack of focus. You know, a bad things happen to people w- when they don't have focus. Yeah. You know, there's an African proverb out there. I love this. It says that a lion does not turn around when a small dog barks. I'm just picturing it because we've always had small dogs and they bark at everything, especially the larger animals around them. And those big dogs just never even look at them. They're like not moved by the voice of the. But when you <laughs> lack, when you lack focus, yeah, you, you look at you're going to continually find failure happening mm-hmm. in your life because you're going to be distracted by all of these different areas around you. And you have to have laser determination and focus to rise above, to stay the course. In fact, I came across this funny story. I think it's, I think it's funny. It said, one day a businessman inv- uh, visited a small town florist shop to order flowers for a friend who was opening a new business. The florist shop owner was usually busy, uh, was unusually busy and was scrambling to fill the orders while she took the businessman's information. Later that day, the man arrived at his friend's grand opening and saw a huge floral wreath with his name on it that said, with deepest sympathy during this time of sorrow. (laughs) (laughs) The businessman was irate. He called the florist to complain and asked, what in the world happened? Do you have any idea how stupid you made me look? And the shop owner said, I'm so sorry. I was a little scrambled when you came by, but your situation wasn't nearly as bad as it was at the funeral home. The card said, best wishes in your new location. That's terrible. (laughs) You know, anybody can make um, a mistake when things are hectic. But people that lack focus, they're going to find failure happen again and again and again because they're too busy. Yeah. In other words, your priorities are out of whack. Yeah. Or you're maybe just saying yes to too many things. You know, sometimes for me, I know when my focus has gotten uh, broken or I've just been overly distracted, it's because there's so much going on. And it often means for me a red flag that I need to start saying no to things that are not the priority uh, so that my focus can, again, laser in on what really matters. You know, uh, I actually jotted down some time wasters. 
that I think a lot of us, maybe we've uh, fallen prey to that have caused us to be in that place that we are so scurried, mm-hmm. we're so rushed, we're like ships passing in the night. Well, the, the honest truth is that you actually do have time. It's just that you've been wasting it in different places, so you're not as focused. So you're, you're experiencing failure maybe in your marriage or in your parenting or in... In, in, in school, in your in classes. In school, in the marketplace. Yeah, lots of places. How about this one? How about social media and Netflix? Those are the biggest, I think. For me, social media is the biggest. I don't watch a lot of TV or Netflix, but I do enjoy being on my phone and it can easily turn into a vacuum of, holy cow, an hour went by. It's a time waster. Yeah. How about this one? Meetings with no agenda. Oh my goodness. Yeah. The time waster. Those are the worst. We don't have those around here, by the way, at Life Illusion. How about administrative work that could be delegated? Yep. Time waster. Yep. Uh, we say it like this, that delegation without definition brings disaster. Mm-hmm. So you, you, you have to you have to look at what you're doing and ask the question, am I the right person to be doing yeah. this? Is there someone else that can do this that you can delegate it to? Define it so there's not disaster. But if there's things, you know, we only need to do what only we can do. But if there's things I'm doing that someone else can, let's delegate. Let's I'm going to delegate let's... the dishes to my kids. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's, nope. a, that's a tip for somebody today. Actually, there's a lot of uh, studies around that show uh, what happens when, when you are... Anyways. When kids have responsibility. Kids have it's res- a, it's I'll, good let me finish my statement. There when you go. kids have responsibility in the home that affects everybody in the home, not yeah. just cleaning your room. Not just their stuff, personally. Not, not when it's just their stuff, yep. but when it's stuff... Trash for the family. That, that impacts the entire family. Mm-hmm. It actually creates a sense of ownership. It actually works on their character. It makes it refines them to be a better person. It sure does. So if they're only doing stuff, well, I need you to clean your room or clean the car or your car, that that's a different story than hey, I need you to vacuum the house. Yeah. Or mow the yard. As much or, as they're telling you how much they don't want to do it, it really is a benefit to them. They'll grow up to be better. And it's for a benefit it. to you because it's no longer a time waster for you. Uh, how about this? How about being in a place that's filled with distraction? So for an oh, example, yeah. a coffee shop. You're like, well, I need to go to a coffee shop to work. Yeah, but then you just stare at everybody never do and that. you never yeah. think Dream, you've wasted yeah. your time and you never get your work done. How about how about this one? Constant notifications. Gotta turn them off. Time waster. Yeah. Hey, I think that you need to control how people can get in touch with you. In fact, I've got it on my phone that I have a sleep mode, a work mode, a personal mode that it it restricts. I had to spend some time setting this up, mm-hmm. but it restricts who can get in touch with me, what notifications I am I'm seeing because when I'm writing a message, I don't need to be seeing all these different emails because my mind goes to different places. Yeah. Yep. But it's up to us to do that. You have you have to be the one to create it. And, and if you're focused, yeah. you're more likely to not be fail, uh, have a failure. Listen, if you go from task to task to task to task without making any progress, or you can't seem to reach your goals, you're going to need to evaluate your, your focus. Why don't you read this quote here, honey? Okay. It says, uh, we can no more afford to spend major time on minor things than we can to spend minor time on major things. We can't afford to do that. Listen, nobody will move forward without focus. 
And so if you want to be successful, if you want to be somebody that eliminates those blind spots of failure, make sure, number one, that you have great people skills. Value the people that God has placed in your life. It's not accidental that you live where you live, that you work where you work. Mm -hmm. God has placed you there. Don't complain about those areas. Understand that you are there to make a difference for the kingdom of God. Value people. Number two, understand that your attitude matters. Sure does. You can determine your attitude. Your attitude determines your altitude. Massive, massively uh, I- important. And then, you know, I would come alongside them, and I would tell you that you're um, that when you are in the wrong place on the bus, you know, you're gonna have to evaluate that and make sure that you're in yeah. a place that gives you life. Yes, wear a shoe size that fits. And then, lastly, here, what we talked about today is make sure you're Broken focused. Focus, yeah. The only reason why people fail is broken focus. Mm -hmm. So get focused because bad things happen when a person doesn't focus. Well, hey, everybody, we're going to continue this talk next week. In part number two, I'm going to give you the final five of the blind spots of a failure. And I hope that you enjoyed today. If you did, please share this podcast with your friends, your family, and we will see you at church or church online or back here next week. We love you guys. Have a great day. See you guys. Bye-bye.